Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 193rd episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, tonight at 9.30pm Central Time is Game 5 between the Chicago Blackhawks and Vegas Golden Knights, as we know. The Hawks took Game 4 by a score of 3-1, to one, thanks to Corey Crawford's tremendous performance in that he stopped 48 of the 49 shots that he faced in that contest, so now the series is at 3-1 to one through 4 games, but if the Hawks come out and play the same way they did in Game 4, to me, there's no way they'll be able to win consecutive games like that. No knock on Crawford at all or anything, but... I just don't think we can expect him to make 50 saves and let only one go in and come out victorious. So the Blackhawks need to get back to what they were doing in games two and three. They were a bit unlucky to come out of both of those games without a win, but I I thought they played well enough to sneak away with one of those games. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't go that way, but... Um, they, they did well defensively for the most part in those games, uh, especially in Game 3. They held Vegas down uh, offensively for the most part. They finally outshot the Knights in Game 3 as well. But then in Game 4, they regressed a lot, nearly getting uh, doubled in their shots on goal. So they need to focus in and not let Vegas dominate puck possession. They need to be harder on the board battles and on the 50-50 pucks and just get some momentum. After the first 10 minutes of Game 4, I feel like we barely had anything going on at all and the momentum was completely on Vegas' side. So the first key to victory for me tonight, Lockdown Blackhawks listeners, is for the Hawks to weather that storm early and score the first goal. They're undefeated in these playoffs when they score first, actually, and now that's only happened twice, but that accounts for half of their wins in these playoffs, so score the first goal, and things tend to go well the rest of the way for the Blackhawks. Tying into this, I I also think a major key is keeping Vegas to the outside early on and not not letting uh, Corey Crawford get tested too much early. In Game 4, Vegas had 20 shots on net in the first period. That's not okay. We need to keep them around 30 or below to have a reasonable chance, uh, and that's for a whole game's worth. So 20 in the first period, only 10 away from reaching that mark, and thank God for Corey Crawford or else there's no way we come out with a win in that game. Um, So for me, allowing close to 15 shots in the opening period, I think that would be a failure for the Hawks. Do not let them get any momentum in that first period. We know that they struggle in the second period this year. And then go into the third with a lead, but it's going to be hard to do that if you don't score the first goal. So I think getting that first goal is so big for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. My second key to victory for the Blackhawks is getting the big boys going. Patrick Kane still only has one goal in these Stanley Cup playoffs. We're eight games in now, Kaner. You have to do more for the boys. And he is getting his chances, but they just haven't been finding the back of the net. He had that open cage in Game 4, and of course his shot hits off the post. Story of the postseason for the Blackhawks. 
but Kaner needs to get things going. He'll likely see 21 plus minutes of ice time in this game. So I think he needs to score a goal or have a multi-point game for the Hawks to walk out victorious tonight. And also, Jonathan Taze, Brandon Saad, and Dominic Kubalik, that trio has been far too quiet in this series. Kubalik has just one point, which was on the power play, a goal in Game 2. Taze only has one assist and is a minus three through the first four games. And then Saad also only has one point, so just three points combined from that top line so far in the series. And they haven't had much going at even strength so far. That That's kind of a testament to the strong defense of the Vegas Golden Knights. But at the same time, they got to focus in and get something going in order for the Hawks to come out with a win tonight. That top line, I think, has to come through for at least one goal. We've been relying way too much on the bottom six and only Mata in this series. My third and final key to victory for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight is the penalty kill remaining strong. They've now killed off 15 straight penalties, and in this series, Vegas is 0 for 9 on the power play. Uh, If the Hawks can force them to come up empty on the man advantage once again tonight, then I think that gives them a strong chance to win the special teams battle with their own power play. They've looked a lot better in recent games. They still haven't got the finished product, but I think they're due for one here tonight. Dabrinkit and Kane both have had a ton of chances on the power play lately, so I think if they can shut out Vegas' power play once again and get a goal on their own man advantage, then that puts them in a good spot to come out even or win the 5-on-5 battle in order to win the contest. Alright, I think that takes care of my keys to victory for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight in Game 5 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Now it's time to break down both the team's projected lineups for the contest, and then later on, I'll take a look at the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and talk about how the other seven series are going so far. But first, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you will ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection. And make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about the Blackhawks' keys to victory for tonight's Game 5 matchup with the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, taking a look at these two teams' projected lineups for the contest, starting with the Blackhawks, and to be honest, I really don't know what forward grouping they are going to come out with. 
I imagine that Dominic Kubalik, Jonathan Taze, and Brandon Saad will stay together on that top line, and uh, I think that Jeremy Colleton would like to try and get something going with those three at even strength, but we also could see Kaner there for a lot of the night. But to me, I think you stick with that top line and keep Kane with some of the other guys to try and get things going there. I would uh, I would go with a second line of Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Dock, and Patrick Kane tonight. DeBrinkett has been arguably our best offensive player in these last two games. He has 12 shots on goal. Just hasn't gotten a lucky bounce. But I would take advantage of his hot hand and let him play with Kane to keep getting him some scoring chances because he's he's really due for a goal, I believe. I also think it would make sense to put Dabrinkit up on that second line because that third line of he, Dylan Strom, and Alex Nylander were god-awful possession-wise on Sunday. And I just don't think you can waste what Dabrinkit's game uh, is bringing right now by playing him with Strom and Nylander. And speaking of those two guys, the million-dollar question is what to do with them. I think Colleton should leave Strom and Kajula together on that third line. I like what I've seen from Kajula lately. He has points in back-to-back games now, and he also had seven hits to lead the Hawks in Game 4, so I hope he can bring that kind of effort to the table once again tonight. As for Strom, he's been good at the faceoff dot, and he also, he's had a couple of chances in this series. Uh, he does have one goal, and then he had uh, one ring off the crossbar in overtime in Game 2. Um, right now, I am just noticing that his lack of speed is killing him. He cannot win any foot races to loose pucks because of his speed. That's something he'll definitely need to work on in the offseason. But y- you have to keep Strom in there. So I think a third line center role is fine for him at the moment. And then Alex Nylander, if it were me, he'd be in the press box watching this game from up high. But knowing how Jeremy Calton, the Hawks have handled him all season, he'll probably be in the lineup once again. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Kaner mostly double shift with this third line. While Nylander, I'd think he'd play probably seven to nine minutes in the first two periods and then probably one or two shifts in the third. Uh, I'm not really sure what his purpose is in the lineup right now, but whatever, so be it. Uh, It is costing us right now, but the coaching staff likely will not do anything about it, sadly. And then the fourth line, I really have been happy with. uh, Look for Carpenter, Camp, and Highmore to play a big role in their 10 to 13 minutes of ice time together in this contest. On defense, Adam Boquist hasn't been great, but I don't think Lucas Carlson will slot back into the lineup in this series, so I think the Hawks will start Keith and Boquist as the top pairing, but I think Keith will also see a lot of time with both Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy, who I expect to be paired together as the second shutdown grouping. And then the boys, Olimata and Slater Cuckoo to round things out. They've been so good for the Hawks in these playoffs, and hopefully they can chip in for another goal offensively here in Game 5. Looking at Vegas now, and I do expect Robin Leonard to be in that once again. He did allow a bad goal to Matthew Highmore for the game winner in Game 4, but he still only allowed two goals in total. That was his first loss since coming over to the Knights at the trade deadline on February 24th, if you can believe it. Uh, And overall, I just don't think he did anything to lose his starting job right now, so I do expect Peter DeBoer to announce Leonard as the starter for uh, some point here shortly for Game 5. And it, it, 
it will be interesting to see if either Tomas Nosek or Paul Stastny will be able to go for Game 5. They have been out uh, since Game 2 of the series, both being unfit to participate. And if they are not able to go, then that would put Chandler Stevenson likely on the top line with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone once again. Pacioretty, of course, fined $2,500 after his nasty slash on Alex Dabrinkit after his empty netter to seal the deal in Game 4. Patches? Keep your head up, boy. I'm willing to bet Drake Kajula's coming for you at some point. Um, but anyways, Pacioretty, Stevenson, and Stone will likely be Vegas's top line tonight. And then the always scary trio of Jonathan Marcheseau, Wild Bill, William Carlson, and Riley Smith is expected to be the second line. The Hawks have not allowed that trio to score a goal in both of the last two games, and more of the same would go a long way in Game 5. That... Uh, Smith and Marcheseau really tore up the Hawks in those uh, first couple of games. That third line of Nick Cousins, Nicholas Waugh, and Alex Tuck has been pretty good in this series, especially Alex Tuck. He's been flying around using his combination of size and speed to maneuver in the offensive zone. The Hawks' defense needs to key on him a little bit more. He's had a lot of good chances that fortunately have not found the back of the net somehow. Uh, and then the fourth line for Vegas of William Carrier, Patrick Brown, and Ryan Reeves, always dangerous. They usually start the game for Peter DeBoer. He has a lot of confidence in that line, and they were really good once again in Game 4. They were on the ice for Vegas' only goal in the game, so be aware when those three are on the ice as well when you're the Hawks. That's not your average run-of-the-mill fourth line out there, so you got to stay on your toes. On defense, Vegas has gone with the same pairings all series, so don't look for them to change anything now. Brain McNabb and Nate Schmidt usually hold down the fort as the top pairing. In the second pairing of Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore, they have really hurt the Hawks so far. That duo is plus 10 through four games. Um, but the third defensive pairing, as I've talked about in the last couple episodes, they're not the strongest. Nick Holden, the veteran back there with the undrafted rookie Zach Whitecloud. And if the Hawks are going to continue to struggle when Martinez and Theodore are on the ice, then they're really going to have to take advantage when that third pairing is out there. But the big battle, the big matchup battle to me is the Hawks' top six versus Vegas' top six. If the Hawks' top six is able to outscore Vegas's, then to me, I, I think that's going to be a big key to victory. And for the most part, they've done a good job with the top line. It's been Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau torching the Hawks in the series. And the fourth line's chipped in as well. But if the Blackhawks can prevent the second line of Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith from scoring a goal tonight, I think they're going to come out with a win. They've done a good job with Stone and Pacioretty, as I said, so far in this series. We're going to need more of that tonight as well, but... If Kane and Tease aren't able to do anything offensively themselves, then I don't think it will really matter. The Hawks need their big boys to do their part on both sides of the puck, especially offensively, in order to keep this series alive. Alright, I think that takes care of everything I wanted to discuss before Game 5 between the Chicago Blackhawks and Vegas Golden Knights at 9.30pm Central Time tonight. Now it's time to take a look around the Stanley Cup playoffs and talk about what's been going on in the other seven first-round series in the NHL.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we just wrapped up talking about both the Chicago Blackhawks and Vegas Golden Knights projected line combinations for Game 5 tonight. Now, I want to talk about the other first round series that are currently going on in the National Hockey League. Starting with the 2v7 matchup in the Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes, and man, oh man, do the Avs look scary good right now. They've just pummeled Arizona in every game of the series, poor Yotes. Uh, Somehow the Coyotes were able to steal Game 3 thanks to Darcy Kemper, but Colorado just dominated them in Game 4, 7-1. Only 15 shots on goal in total for the game for the Coyotes. They only had three in the first period. Ugly, ugly, ugly. And as I predicted before the start of this series, I think the Avs wrap this thing up in Game 5. As for the Stars vs. Flames series, the 3v6 matchup, this has been a pretty good battle so far. The series is even 2-2 through 4 games. The Stars came up with a huge overtime win in Game 4. Joe Pavelski tied that one up late in regulation to force overtime for his hat trick. And then John Klingberg did his thing with a one-timer. Alex Radulov got a little piece of it in front of the net, but a huge OT win for the Stars in Game 4. Uh, If you listen to the episode, I believe that was Monday or Friday. My memory's not the best there on that. Um, But I have the Stars winning this series in six games. But honestly, I I think it could go either way right now. The only reason I picked Dallas was because I like their defense much better than the Flames. The 4v5 matchup out west has become a series now as the Blues won both Game 3 and Game 4. To tie things up at two apiece, I do have the Nucks in seven in this, in this series. I don't want to root for either of these teams. I hate them both, but uh, I don't think the Blues, I, I don't know. They, I mean, they have started to get some momentum on their side now. They could just be getting hot now, finally getting some wins. They were 0-6, I believe, to start the playoffs. They, yeah, they lost um, their three-round Robin games. They lost the first two games of the series, and then they lost the exhibition game to the Blackhawks. So big couple of wins there from them lately. Uh, I do still have the Canucks in seven, kind of my hopeful pick, but look out for the Blues. They, they could just be getting hot at the moment. A big Game 5 coming up on Wednesday. Now, moving on to the Eastern Conference, starting with the 1v8 matchup, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. And after a Game 1 win, Philly was shut out 5 to nothing in Game 2 by Montreal. Uh, a big statement there from the Habs, but unfortunately, they couldn't get any momentum. They came up just short in Game 3, losing one to nothing from a Carter Hart shutout. Kata hot. Uh, definitely, definitely going to be interested uh, in seeing what happens in Game 4 this afternoon. I had the Flyers in 5 originally, but the Canadians are right there knocking on the door. The 2v7 matchup of the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Columbus Blue Jackets has gone uh, a lot differently than the series did last year. The Lightning are now up 3-1. to I had them closing out this series in 6 games, and I think that's exactly what they'll do. It's just too lethal of a team out there in Tampa Bay for Columbus to hang with. They're just not at their level this year without Artemi Panarin. The Capitals Islanders series has been a blowout so far. The Islanders are up three to nothing. 
Barry Trotz striking his revenge on his former team. Originally, I had them winning this series in seven games, but they could get the job a lot sooner than that. Uh, Trotz, shout out to him. He's just done such a fantastic job with this team. He really gets the most out of everyone in that lineup, and they've been looking really impressive here so far in these playoffs. The 4v5 matchup of the Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Man, Game 4, what a heartbreaker for the Canes. Blowing a 2-0 lead in the final 13 minutes of that game. They go on to lose 4-3 in regulation. They gave up 4 unanswered in like 7 minutes there. And they're now down 3-1 in that series. I had the Canes in 7, but now I am thinking the Bruins in 6. Boston with an impressive showing against this underrated Hurricanes team. Don't forget that Boston didn't win a game in their round robin, but here they are with a stranglehold all of a sudden on the series. And I fully expect that veteran lineup to close things out here soon and make a run for the Stanley Cup, even without starting goaltender Tuka Rask, who opted out of these playoffs just a couple of days ago to be with uh, his family. An interesting move there, but they have Yaroslav Halak, a very good backup goaltender. Could be a starter for a handful of teams. And I don't think they lose any confidence with Halak in that. So Boston, I still think they have a good chance to make a run out in the Eastern Conference. Now, before I close out this episode, I need to announce some great news coming from the NHL, which was that for the third consecutive week of Phase 4 of the Return to Play plan, there are still no positive cases of COVID-19 in either Toronto or Edmonton, so the bubbles are still working like a charm. Great to hear. And over 5,600 tests were administered, and no positives once again, so... It sure looks like this postseason will play out as scheduled until the beginning of October. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, August 18th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 16 teams in the first round of the 2020 postseason. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, You can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Another game here on the brink of elimination. I'm hoping Crawford can steal another one for us tonight. Really, really hoping this is not the last episode where I get to talk about game action until late November. Um, So, as always, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.